strives to bring the church world and the art world closer together. My name is Matt Anderson, and I am so glad you can join us today. And hey, if it's possible, I would deeply appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform on which you are listening to us. So here we are at the dawn of a brand new year, a few days in, depending on when you listen to this. And I know that after 2020, everyone is hopeful that this year will at least be better than that. And some say that the bar is so low, (laughs) it'd be hard to uh, not be better. But, you know, if we have learned anything from the last year, it's what happens when our, our joy is built on the wrong things. As I look back at all the challenges we faced over the last year, we saw things being sort of torn from our life. We started losing some things. Um, Some of us briefly lost our health and we were uh, affected by COVID personally or a family member was. Um, I pray to heaven, but I'm sure there are listeners who lost a loved one or a friend to the virus. Uh, and then the lockdown happened and we, uh, some of us lost our jobs or we at least lost our savings or our financial security. Um, we were furloughed and even a, another new word to introduce to our lives. And it just seemed like things were being stripped away slowly but surely. And even the things that we count on for momentary respites in the storms of life, like sports or special events or concerts, um, all those things canceled, gone. Um, all those leisurely things that we would do. We, could, we couldn't go to a movie theater anymore and everything was at home, at home, stay home, keep looking at home, watch Netflix at home, work from home, Zoom from home. And our joy just seemed to erode slowly but surely. And what I'm hoping is that in the midst of all that, something awoke within us that said, why is my hope and joy built on these things? Yes, it's great to have them. But there are a lot of people in this world who haven't had those things ever. And their love for God is unmistakable. And I'm hoping one of the big takeaways from the last year is that Our faith cannot be, it can't be in politicians, it can't be in scientists, it can't be certainly in the media, uh, podcasters, I'll just throw myself in there, and not even a calendar change. I've I've heard so many people say that they're so glad the calendar was changing. Well, folks, our circumstances are still the same. We can't put our faith and hope in a calendar change. Our hope must be in the unchangeable one. And so as I was uh, just personally, not even for this podcast, as I was seeking the Lord about 2021 and just seeing, 
Lord, is there is there some kind of a theme or is there something I should be looking for just in my own life? Is there something I should be shooting for this calendar year? And I, what came back to me were three words, back to basics. And when you think about everything that we've gone through in the last calendar year with crazy politics after crazy disease and crazy governmental decisions sometimes. And it was just crazy. It was 10 levels of crazy. I really sense the Lord saying, get back to the true essence of what this is all about. Get back to basics. So what I didn't want to do, because I've lived long enough and made this mistake, I didn't want to come up with a list of little rules and duties to follow. Because that's we always go there first, right? And we'll say, that's right, let's get back to basics. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really get out of debt this year. Or I'm going to, you know, and, and we immediately turn to those kinds of things. But spiritually, I I was sensing the Lord taking me back um, to the bare essence of things as Jesus taught in Matthew 22. I want to read a few verses. Matthew 22, 34, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, I've had it with experts, (laughs) tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. These were the basics I sense the Lord calling me to personally. Now, again, my my thing isn't your thing. Uh, we're all walking this out in a very unique way, and there are things that you have to deal with that I don't, and vice versa. So I'm, I'm not trying to superimpose this upon your life, but I think there's enough universality here that we can take this and apply this to art and apply this to uh, what we're planning to do this year. And hearing that from the Lord was so refreshing because it reminded me, I need to just come back to, first of all, loving the Lord with all of my heart, soul, mind, and another, one of the other gospels says, and all your strength. And I look at that, and if we're not careful, we'll just blow right past that. And we'll say, well, you know, I'm a Christian, so, and like, no, that's not, that's not what's being asked. How much of your heart does the Lord have? How much of your mind does the Lord have? I mean, where did your mind go when we kept hearing reports of, you know, statistical reports from COVID? Did you immediately go to fear and anxiety? Then guess what? You're not loving the Lord with all your mind. If we were trying to stupefy ourselves with all kinds of things rather than deal with reality and we kind of swerved from the Lord a little bit, 
we're not loving him with all of our heart. I just don't think we Christians like to admit this, but we, I, I, I'll make it first person, I don't love God enough. And I think if I'm honest about it, most of the problems in my life are based upon the fact that I don't love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I have divided allegiances sometimes. And I, I'm not even talking about like, oh, you know, evil things and overtly sinful things that we would list. I just think we love our comfort. We love our safety. We love our security. I, I think we, we deeply love knowing where our next paycheck is coming from. I think we deeply love knowing the mortgage payment is going to be made. And I'm not saying that we don't care about those things, but it becomes the source. That becomes the source of our joy. That becomes the source of our hope. I think we say we love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, but we don't. I know that might make you uncomfortable, but you don't. At least I, I don't love him enough. And how do I know that? Because when I feel like my comfort and my safety and my security are threatened in some way, I will either quickly ignore him, either just to try to, quote, figure things out on my own, because now I need to come up with a plan B, or I give him the silent treatment because I am displeased with the events of my life right now. That's not loving the Lord with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I think this is where a creative Christian must separate from the general art world. I certainly think it's okay. It's okay to question the Lord. Yes, in our art. I mean, David even wrote in the Psalms, Jesus quoted it on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But that wasn't the overall picture of David's life. His life is all laid out for us, warts and all. But I think the overall theme of David's life was certainly his trust and devotion and praise of the Lord. So again, I'm not saying we do some dysfunctional, we don't talk about that kind of stuff in our art. We just have to make sure that we're painting the right picture. And some genres allow us to do that more than others. Just Make sure your love for the Lord is somehow being conveyed um, in everything that you make. Because this is supposed to glorify the Lord more than anything. And take your questions, take your doubts to him. He will receive them. And I think from there, you're going to be able to make great art. We just need to come back to basics again and just love him like crazy. And so we're going to spend... Uh, a number of episodes looking at even what that means to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and not just say it, but really, really delve into it. Because I, I just know this is something I desperately need this year, because I've allowed the distractions of of life and um, all the uh, constant crises that are going on to to take my eye off the ball, and I just need to love God again and a lot. Uh, maybe you're there with me. Um, that's something that the news media can't take away from you. That's something that a disease can't take away from you. It's something that a politician cannot take away from you. Let's come back to basics 
And let's make a full devotion this year of, Lord, I just want to, I just want to love you more and better than ever. right? I mean, think of all the delicious food you've taken in for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and other get-togethers. I mean, the turkey, the pumpkin pie, the cookies, the fudge. It's all been so great, hasn't it? Now you probably need a safe place where you can take off those pounds, right? Wrong, dude! It's about time someone told you the truth. Come down to Judgment Gym and get humiliated before you get healthy. No hugs here. It's nothing but shame and humiliation. Our trainers are hired specifically to insult our clients into better health. From the moment you enter the door, we will do nothing but shame you during your entire workout. Using phrases like, Come on, you fat tub of goo. Pretend it's a pork chop and you'll lift it quicker. At Judgment Gym, we could care less about your feelings. That's why we have our specialist, Friedrich from Austria, to really let you have it. Yeah, didn't I see you floating in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Hmm? Even your sweat smells like Crisco. Yeah, you'd probably eat the barbell if we put barbecue sauce on it. If making you cry makes you thin, we'll do it. Yeah, let's go. Run. Like you're headed to the buffet. Even if you were on the radio, you would still look fat. You already have the gut. But do you have the guts to come to Judgment Gym? Judgment Gym. Shaming you to a slimmer you. You know, one of the things I'm trying to realize in life is that the more I genuinely love the Lord, the less room I have for toxicity. And again, not that I'm uh, not interacting with people who don't know the Lord or even unhealthy people, but I'm doing it from a standpoint of ministering to others. I'm not necessarily inviting that into my world. But if I'm not loving the Lord so much, then some of that stuff... Um, some of that toxicity almost sounds normal uh, and real, and it ends up really affecting our interactions with other people. You know, we go back to those two great commandments again. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. And again, can we just look at those words for a second? Love your neighbor 
It didn't say your Christian neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. And somebody even asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus told that great story of the Good Samaritan and someone who was completely different from them, who didn't run in their circles, but who displayed uh, courage and generosity to someone who was in need. And I cannot do number two if I'm not doing number one. If I'm not loving the Lord enough, I'm going to find myself constantly finding fault with the people around me or angry with people I see on television. Okay, for me, and this will go unnamed, there is a certain politician. That's all I'm going to say, because you probably have one too. And when their face appears on the news, there is almost this guttural reaction. And you, and again, whoever that is, just suit, you know, just put their put their face right there on the split screen on your favorite cable news channel, and uh, suddenly they're being interviewed, and or they play a sound clip of this politician, and <laughs> either if if you haven't muted it on your screen, you're at very least looking at them going because they're likely saying the opposite of what you believe. And then I go back to basics and I have to remember that I need to love them like I love myself. And oh, you know, for, for all the things we hear about people who are self-loathing, uh, we love us some us. We really do. And we will, as the Bible says, do what we can to nourish and cherish ourselves um, it's just, it's part of living, but sometimes it's part of sinning. And we are being commanded by the Lord to love our neighbors, whether they like us or not, whether they vote like we do or not, to love them just like we do ourselves. I mean, you talk about a tall order. Those two commandments should really take up pretty much all of our time. I mean, think about it. Think how... Have I, have I ever really hit either of those two in my life? I've had brief moments probably uh, and then quickly faded away when someone cuts me off in traffic. Loving our neighbor as ourselves. And that means I need to remember who the real enemy is. And I've, I've said this on this podcast before. The enemy is not flesh and blood. It is those... Uh, it is those forces working behind the scenes in spiritual, in, in awful spiritual places that are working against the kingdom of God. That's the true enemy. It's not that politician. It isn't. It's, it's not that movie star. It's not that, uh, it's not that guy who committed horrific acts for which he will spend the rest of his life in prison. It's not even him. And I cannot allow people, known or unknown, to push my buttons. You see, this is exactly what we need. I mean, right here. And, and I think we in the church, this is so our opportunity. I think mean, too often we've gotten caught up in 
do we wear the mask in church? Do we not wear the mask in church? Do we have services? Do we, do we only have online? Do we shut down? And I think we're missing an opportunity here. We're missing a chance to show people that we have hope. However you choose to do church or community, we are missing an opportunity to show the world that we have hope, to show the world that we have no fear. And, you know, I say this, and I know this can sound kind of macabre, and, and I'm sorry about this, but I try to tell audiences all the time, you know, we cannot lose. If, if we're believers in Christ, we can't lose. And either we love the Lord with all of our heart, and he, he through that, he gives us the, the spiritual energy to love other people well, and, of course, that's going to bring people into the kingdom, it's going to see them live out their lives in fullness. And then if the absolute worst happens on this earth and our life is taken, well, guess where we are? I'm amazed at how much fear and anxiety we opt to live in. And, I, and we all have our weak spots, and I'm there too, but we are so scared of death that it really affects the way we live. And the Lord is giving us an opportunity to the world. And part of that is by the way we love other people. Because we know where we're at. We know God's got this. So I'm not going to be all wrapped up in me, me, me. And how am I going to make it? I don't know. We're gonna... But I'm so confident in the Lord's ability to provide because I know that I know that I know he loves me. That I'm going to minister to other people really well because I'm not going to be so caught up in me. This is an opportunity, folks. And, and in the things that we create, that we won't have our own little personal lockdown, that we won't just put ourselves in dry dock and just say, oh, I can't even create right now. I'm just feeling so much fear. Would you please, I, I pray to heaven above that, that you would let that go. You got to get back to commandment one and start loving him like crazy because then you recognize how loved you are. And then commandment number two happens. And then the people who are, who are scared to death will see people who aren't. And either they'll, they'll think we're on some kind of weird pharmaceutical or they're going to be a little bit interested in how we got to this place. And so whether it's live with people or whether it's the art that we create right now in the midst of this, this is our chance. It's our chance to tell people, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But I'm so glad I can live a life. I know where I'm headed. And so I don't, I don't have to fear about tomorrow because the Lord holds my days. And I guarantee you there is enough desperation out there. I think, I think there are going to be people who listen. Yeah, there will be those who dismiss. But we'll recognize once we really love our neighbor as ourselves, we won't just see the surfacey stuff. We won't just see their posts on Facebook and Instagram. We won't just we won't just hear their opinions on on certain topics and just dismiss them. We will love them enough to get past the veneer and recognize that they have a story. I have to tell you that driving for a rideshare service really teaches you that because uh, sometimes when people are entering the car, in my mind, I'm, I'm already kind of 
doing a narrative, which is not right. It's not right to do that. And then people will surprise you. And you'll assume, you'll assume that they're going here because of this reason. And then they talk to you and you recognize the story that they have. And I, I, I picked up a young lady a few weeks ago and I was taking her to one of our hospitals here in town. And um, she started talking about her husband was actually there in the cancer center. He, uh, he has had a myriad of health problems over the years. And now he has uh, sarcoma, which is a cancer that is attacking literally the bone uh, in his leg. And they weren't sure if they were going to be able to save the limb. And I started asking her different questions. And she mentioned that um, I had asked her, in fact, do you have any support? Do you have a support group or a church that you go to? She said she used to, but the church kind of had a little bit of a weird practice. And there was some mentor in her life who was kind of controlling her. It was a bit spiritually abusive. And I tried so hard to be able to say, hey, that's not every church. I even, I even gave her my card and said, I'd love to recommend a church to you. Just text me and, and I'd be happy to do that. But, you know, for, five, for me, if I hadn't thought about it, I thought, yeah, I'm probably going to get like three, four bucks for this, for this trip. And that would have been everything I thought. But that young woman had a story. And I left there in prayer for her and her husband. And I think this is, the Lord reminded me, this is what that second commandment is all about, Matt. It's not just dismissing people. It's not just thinking you know everything about them. Because you don't. And if I take the time to really love the Lord, and I recognize that He deals with all of my high-maintenance complexity, it gives me a lot more grace to be able to handle the people who are around, known and unknown. I think this is what the Lord is calling us to. This is the, the reality. And we just need to get back to basics again and love God extremely well so that we can love other people extremely well. And yes, in relationship, we don't, we don't hide from people, but in our creativity, in our art, we recognize it too. And it, it is an act of love to God and to others. And more than ever before, and maybe 2021 is going to be an opportunity for us as a church and then individually to really do that well. Well, we appreciate you being a part of the Madcast. Our theme music is by Sound of Fusion. We hope to see you again soon. This has been a production of Monumental Ministries. For more information about our books and resources, go to mattministry.com. Hey, thanks for having me over. I had a wonderful time. Thank you.